Yeah, all the cliches are true. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to life with multiple babies. We are multiple. We are. Welcome to We Are Multiple, the podcast. Today, we are talking to Kristen Kurtz, a certified health and life coach who specializes in not only organizing your mind, but also organizing your space. This is something you will not want to miss. Hope you enjoy the story. On that note, let's introduce her. Okay. Welcome to We Are Multiples. Um, We are here with Kristen today, who is going to share some information that is quite dear and near to my heart after reading through all of her work. Um, Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, so my name is Kristen Kurtz. I am a certified health and life coach, and I specialize in helping people that are overwhelmed, anxious, exhausted, feeling really depleted, and I just help them move forward in areas that they're feeling stuck. Um, I personally have had a lot of my own personal struggles with um, anxiety attacks and just lack of energy. Being a new parent, um, I certainly struggled with just that balance of finding motherhood, myself, and just your work life, just your self-life balance of being a parent. Um, And so all the struggles that I've had, I've kind of honed them in and learned and developed skills to help people and help them transform their lives. So it just brings me to where I'm at today and just doing workshops and working one-on-one with people through private coaching. That's fantastic. So in that, um, how did you land on working with new parents and moms? I, I mean, I think being a mom myself, obviously once you go into this world, into this club, I mean, it just cracks you open into, I like to say the best version of yourself because it will challenge you and it does tap, force you to tap into areas of yourself you didn't know you could as we were talking about earlier. Um, And so I think I just have a special place in my heart for for parents and moms and new moms specifically because the transition's tough, you know, it is tough. And there's things you can do to minimize that and this support, the support of this podcast, of moms like yourself and my mom community that I have that I rely on. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do it without them, so. So did you come up with some of these strategies um, as you were becoming a new mom or was it something that you looked like, looked at in hindsight and then developed a coursework towards? Yeah, I mean, I think like you, I mean, I do have a long standing practice of yoga and meditation and like certain things. And my life is definitely different now than it was pre-kids and for, I have one, I have one child, so it's different than your situation, but um, very different lifestyle, you know, that, that I have now. And so I think having the foundation helped because then when you go through the other things, I have these things that I can rely on, but also you're, you're always learning and growing and changing and transforming it, so... That's yeah. great. So um, tell us a little bit about um, if I were to come to you as an overwhelmed mom, what would be the first couple things that you would ask me and walk me through? I think each, you know, each person is different. And I, and my, I don't specifically work with just overwhelmed moms, but I think if someone were to come to me overwhelmed and feeling overwhelmed, we, I, Really, the technique is getting underneath the, the why underneath the why. So someone might come to me feeling overwhelmed for such and such reason. 
I'm feeling really overwhelmed just in the home and we may learn that it's something totally different, like maybe it isn't their child, it's their mother-in-law that's living in the home with them trying to be helpful, but they're, they're not knowing how to communicate or it's not helpful at all. So it's really like digging kind of deeper with that specific person and getting to these root causes which may or may not be what they actually thought they were coming to me for, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's for a lot, for a lot of us, right? It's like, we tend to look at like the surface ideas of the things that are not working so well. And if you really, really look at it, it's usually a root problem of something else that needs to shift. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I love this getting organized as a parent tips that you have provided for us. And I would love if you could just walk us through um, these really simple but really impactful three steps that I think, especially if you're pregnant, um, would be really, really helpful for people, especially if you're pregnant with one, two or three babies, <laughs> for that matter, um, to really think about not only in pregnancy, um, but going into that first year of life, because I do feel like there's such this focus on the baby and the arrival of the baby, mm -hmm. and no one really thinks about what it's going to do to you as a human being and as a woman, and what it's going to shift within your relationship with your partner, um, and what life could look like, and what you think is going to look like is going to be very different possibly from the reality. So I think your points here are very um, practical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to break that down in a way to help people just be a bit more prepared for what's to come from a logistical standpoint, but also from an emotional one. Yeah, yeah, it was the question was asked like the, you know, kind of these three must haves or what are some ways that you can prepare. And so I broke it down into the practical, which is, you know, going through like, what does your laundry look like? What, you know, are you prepared for having more laundry than you've ever had, you know? So those, those practical things, what does your kitchen look like? Is it efficient for more cleaning, for feeding that you're going to be doing? In the diaper situation, like, is that comfortable for you? So there's all these practical things. Do you have zero to six months clean clothes mm -hmm. in the drawers already? Like, you know, very practical, logistical stuff. Mm -hmm. that's, that's one. And then the second thing is um, the, like, the emotional. So where, how are you getting, which this is almost more important than the practical logistical stuff. I agree. agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, who are you getting support? Where are you getting the support? When are you calling on the support? Mm -hmm. um, you know, all these ways and, and the mom, the mom group, you know, this, like this mm -hmm. podcast, this is offering support. I remember one time I was so tired, so exhausted, so overwhelmed working. And my friend Heather said, Kristen, go pick up a pen and paper. And I, I just, I couldn't think. My head, I just could not even think. Picked up the pen and paper, she goes, write all this down. And it was tips on how to help sleep train my daughter. Because I was so tired that I, I was battling. She goes, grab a pen and paper, I'm gonna tell you how to do this, you know? And it was just, and did it work? Blood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it worked. It's amazing. <laughs> and it was so helpful. But I mean, I just, you know, I needed mm -hmm. that support. So that's two. And then the third thing I would say is um, creating time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Being, you know, it's it's easier said than you're than done when you're mm -hmm. a new parent. I think there's a lot of guilt that comes along with taking that time, mm -hmm. and but really, you know, and we we had discussed this about knowing what does fill you up, knowing what coming with a full cup already, so that when you are really depleted and exhausted and confused and dazed, 
which is going to happen as a new parent, mm -hmm. then you have that, that full cup to draw on. You know what rejuvenates you. It can be a bath. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's lots of little oh, things please. we could say. And they're specific and unique to each person, but, but taking that time for yourself. And I think, I think what's important in that, too, just reminded me of when my twins were born and I was really nervous about like how I was going to run my business and work and mm -hmm. um, find the time to you know take care of them. And I remember my mom said to me, she was like, Agatha, she's like, your perception of time is going to shift. She was like, I vividly remember that you know I would take care of you and I would feed you and then you would go down for a nap and then I would sit down and I would have an hour and a half or two hours and I would just work. And I would just like write and I would do my research. And she was like, in a way, I got more done because it was very concentrated. She's like, but I had to shift of my thought process of like, these were the times and these were the windows. And I had to really concentrate within that. And I think from a self-care perspective, you have to shift what that looks like, right? So it could be a 15 minute walk at the end of the day around the block while your husband bathes the kids. Yeah. You know, and when the twins were little, that's what my husband would do for me. He'd be like, just just go. Just go and remember what it's like to walk down the street by yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> walk to Stone Steps alone. We'd, 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 and then other things we'd do is that we would wear them on us, and then we'd ride our bikes at night. Because I would get so jealous of people on their bikes. They'd be like, you're so free. Mm -hmm. And Nicholas was like, well, what if we just wore them and rode our bikes? Yeah. And it was fantastic, and that's what we did every night. We just rode up and down Neptune when the twins were little and wore them, and they loved it, you know? Yeah. And then we put them in the basket in front when they were big enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So finding these little shifts of like, yes, it's not a two-hour yoga class anymore, you know? It's not the gym five days a week, although that can happen as they get older, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but finding these ways of like really f nurturing yourself in these smaller moments and the same thing of like what works looks like, I think for those who do have the flexibility is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it's like finding those windows. That's mm -hmm. what I call it. Like if there is a window, you know, okay, I'm gonna take it and not feel guilty. And it's, mm -hmm. it can be this 20 minute window. Mm -hmm. Like I wanna write, I was laugh with everybody, I'm gonna write a book, 20 minutes can save your life because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, it isn't that mindset shift. Okay, you know, if I, I have to go out and surf for three hours. Mm -hmm. I know, mm -hmm. like if you take 20 minutes and go do something, you will rejuvenate. And then you've got these beautiful babies and this beautiful yeah. life, you know, it's, it's different. It's a shift in perspective, but it's, to me, the 20 minutes is so doable for yeah. people and it's so, it's not overwhelming and anybody can find that in their day. Anybody. Yeah. And breaking five, 20 minutes, yes. you know, and just breaking down nap that way. Like we talked about this. So like exercise for 15 minutes, clean the house for 20 minutes, yeah. Netflix for half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. And I think, you know, those people out there that are listening that are either expecting multiples or have multiples, you know, that's one thing. I'm listening, thinking, okay, I had triplets after I'd already had two kids. And so talk about finite free time. You know, it's even more cold if that's anyone's scenario, any listener or anybody that's watching this. So don't think we are advising this lightly because I know <laughs> from experience that it's tricky. But I found that if I had three babies set up in three bouncy chairs and I had my two-year-old rebuilding his alphabet train puzzle, which he seemed to do maniacally <laughs> over and over and over, 
I could do 20 minutes of stationary riding on my bike that was set up on a trainer in our garage. I had three bouncy chairs sitting around me and babies just being entertained <laughs> by the fact that I was riding my bike for 20 minutes, but it was something, you know, I come from a triathlon background. I was not going to be a triathlete after having five little kids, but I could still get that feel in and it was not ideal, but you know, you can, and then you might even be able to find 20 minutes later mm -hmm. to get dressed which I also think is very important for moms. Yeah. So you do. You yes. You've inspired me <laughs> to get dressed. Yeah. Get dressed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That when my twins were four weeks old and my husband went back to work, I was like, "Honey, I am up at six a.m. every morning with you. I'm gonna shower and I'm gonna be dressed when those babies wake up to feed." And he was like, "Are you sure you just don't want to sleep?" I'm like, "Absolutely not." I'm like, we are going to be ready for the day, and we're going to go for our walk and breastfeed, we're going to go for a walk, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to be ready. And he was like, okay. And it is like this mindset of like, it was this moment of like taking care of me before I take care of everybody else. And it is like that, put your oxygen mask on mm -hmm. so that you can provide the support on the airplane for everyone else. Yeah. And it's exhausting, but it does make you feel a bit more like a superhero. Which, okay, so we were talking earlier, too, about, in your experience, what you've found as a commonality amongst women. Agatha was just talking about knowing her <clears throat> worth, I guess, as a mom, as, you know, <clears throat> a co-leader in her house to take care of herself. But we are curious what you've found talking with other women. What's something that you think is a common hang-up amongst whomever, new moms, women who are overwhelmed, anything like that that you find you can be very helpful with or that? <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, the common thread is, is self-worth and confidence, lack mm -hmm. of confidence. I mean, that in the women's group that I've led for years, coaching women, talking with women, mm -hmm. and myself, I mean, it's, it's confidence mm -hmm. and self-worth. Those mm -hmm. are limiting beliefs that we could go into a whole podcast discussion about mm -hmm. because is it society? Is it what we're told? Is it from a young age? Is it commercials? Is it media? Mm -hmm. I mean, is it Instagram? Is it Instagram? Is it social media? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, there's so many topics. And so I think it's, I mean, my goal is just to lift other women up and lift myself up too. And just keep bringing us all up because it is, it's a common thing that holds us back. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I think, especially for the people that are listening that are expecting multiples. They haven't had them yet. I feel like there's nothing that can make you feel more powerful or more incredible or what your body is capable of doing than birthing more than one baby at a time. You really know your strengths. You will vastly know your weaknesses. <laughs> you will get to know so much about your physicality mm. and just what your body can take on that it really is almost like you do have a superpower. Yeah. Like, I feel like we were talking in skin class and we were talking about what does everyone think they bring to the table? You know, what's your trump card? Like, what's your thing that you're like, I am damn good at whatever. And I said, I will always have that, that I had full-term triplets. Like, yeah. you know, if I ever feel like, ugh, all I have to do is go, nope, nope. When I'm 85, I will be like, I had full-term triplets, y'all. I had five and four. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but 
it's something that gives you so much power. But a lot of women even, I think, still struggle because they listen to all the people going, well, why haven't you and why aren't you and you haven't, or they don't look big enough or they aren't sleeping through the night or whatever. Or you have your hands full. And it's, uh, I think, our hope. Are you have your hands full? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's our hope with this podcast as we work through everything that we've already laid out for the next coming episodes and whatever, just... <clears throat> You've got to block it all. You've got mm-hmm. to block it all and just know you, know your partner, and know your children. Mm-hmm. And then and know your support system. Like yeah, the and those people that aren't, who love you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. and I, lean on them and ask for help. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing for me is that I am an independent woman. I have done my own thing for so long. And when I got pregnant with the triplets, it uh, with the triplets. <laughs> With the twins, I was like, okay, one, in my gut, I knew that they were going to go to full term and that they were going to be healthy, happy babies. I just knew it in every part of my being. So the way I maneuvered through my pregnancy was very specific based on that like gut knowledge. But I also became very aware that I had to ask for help. And it was the most important and most humbling experience. It's really hard. It's for sure. really hard. Yeah. And like, if I can give anyone any advice who's listening, like, you have to ask for help. And you cannot be scared to ask for help. And you have to ask for help for the rest of your life raising these children because you cannot do it alone. And it is impossible, physically, mentally, and emotionally impossible to do it by yourself. Well, I think step one, too, is when you're pregnant, when you normally have the time to be thinking of all these things, Mm -hmm. that you do, you know, employ a person like Kristen Mm -hmm. or, you know, someone in your area that you feel comfortable with, like, you know, they might or use our coursework that's going to come out soon. <laughs> soon. She said soon. Did y'all hear? <laughs> um, anyway, that will help you just kind of get it going to even be thinking about these things. You know, you might need a one-on-one. You might mm-hmm. need someone in your house going, yes, no, move this. Mm-hmm. This is not going to work. Mm-hmm. And that's where someone like you, Kristen, can be extremely helpful. Agatha researched her brains out when she was pregnant with her twins. I did nothing like that, <laughs> except listen to my doctor and follow around my other two kids and try to keep up with them the whole time. So it's but fascinating. But you had already been through it twice. I'd already had two kids. So you had a yeah. foundation. I like, totally did. How you guys had already I raised. I totally did. Yes. So like you say you do nothing, but you had already done the work twice. I had life lessons. Yes. Life lessons. Which I is very how to breastfeed. I knew mm-hmm. how to change a diaper. To sleep know. train. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's a whole episode. That is going to be it. Yes. Yeah. I have major advice on sleep training. Yeah. But mm. but I would have never thought to say hire Kristen to come in my house. Like it wouldn't have even occurred to me. But to know now mm-hmm. that there's so many different people that could really not just help you by coming over and, you know, changing diapers or making mm-hmm. a meal, but people that can actually help you organize your mind and your home and help support your partnership yeah that's huge yeah yeah Yeah. that's why i was so excited reading all this because inadvertently it's what i did with the support system and the network that we have and like my skill set as a producer so it's so great to like see it on paper and read it from somebody else because i was like yes this is exactly what i want to make like a book for people to do it with twins and triplets because i think it's so paramount and so powerful if you can really really build that foundation yeah well, I'm excited for you, too, because this is going to be very helpful, very helpful. And it, it relates to women, parents, multiples, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's this is knowledge for all of us. So 
Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Thank you for helping us. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to be doing a lot together. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. But I also want to talk about the male-female thing. Mm. She broke that down, too. We yes. should talk about that. We should talk about that. Because that's great. So if you sat down with partners of any variety, we, would, we want the podcast to go out to all parents out there, not just male-female couples, you know, anyone. Yeah. How do you sit down with People both of in them relationships. in mm-hmm. relationships? Yes. Do you yes. sit down with both of them and define like, the standard masculine feminine qualities? Do you say, okay, this is how we're going to delineate your strengths. What do you do? No, I mean, I think it's, I think there are masculine energies in people and feminine energies in people. I mean, obviously you could say, there are more men that have these sort of masculine, like a yeah. man may be more thinking about how much money is this going to cost? Mm-hmm. And a woman tends to think like, is this person going to like, am I going to like this person? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so there are generalizations, but there's these masculine and feminine qualities that we all have. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's very interesting because you can, you can tap into those more or like draw those out in people and find out a lot of people. And sometimes it works to your advantage to pull on a little more of these masculine mm-hmm. qualities if you are a woman and you know, negotiating your uh, a race or something. Mm-hmm. It, men tend to be better negotiators, mm-hmm. you know, not saying all men are, and there are amazing women that are negotiators too, but like there's just these certain qualities. And I think possibly even, this is way, way out there, but as a society, I mean, we might even be like, meshing them more. I think we are evolving and we're drawing onto different, especially as more women, I mean, our roles are changing. This gets into such big topics like the roles of female and male. Now women are going back into the, not back, but more into full-time work mm-hmm. force. Mm-hmm. And so both partners, so we're, we, we are changing. We are changing as yeah, couples and as a society, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that every situation is unique, right? So I think it's like, I liked looking at that chart because yeah. it was like, okay, identify where your strengths are and what feels like your natural alignment, right? So with my husband and I, it's, it's always been very clear that like, I'm better at managing money. I'm like more organized. So here are the things that I said I was gonna take over before the babies were born and make sure that like, you know, our budgets are in place, that we're saving money and all of these kinds of things. And as him as a social worker, he's a much more emotional being, you know, and he's really great at being super nurturing and understanding. So there's certain things that he does with the kids that he has infinitely much more patience than I do. You know, so we've really kind of reversed some of our roles. And because of that, like our household is a much more like coexistent atmosphere and everyone feels like they are contributing like in large part very strong ways to raising our children but also just creating some unity in our house and I have a friend they're two lesbians and it's amazing to watch them because they very clearly have taken on the masculine and the feminine mm. and it, I love watching them and how they built their family and they're, they're having their second baby now because it's beautiful and it's the same thing with them they've had those very clear conversations in the long time that they were trying to conceive of like what they wanted their parenting journey to look like and what that meant for their relationship so I think it's really important to think about those things while you're trying to get pregnant and also while you are pregnant to really make sure that you're aligned yeah 
Yeah. And it's just a more peaceful household that way too. Agreed. Yeah. You know, you need to come at all parenting as, I mean, if you're a single parent, you can find a support from another adult mm-hmm. somewhere if it's another family member or a good friend. But if you're in a partnership, you have to approach your children as partners, not as mom versus dad or mom versus whoever, you know? It's united it's front. United front. And you can squabble maybe in the background, but in front of your kids, you need to be like, no, this is how we are going to solve this problem or this is how mm-hmm. we're going to proceed with this. And it's yeah. just so reassuring to your children to have such solid foundation. And it's easier to work through all of it when you're pregnant or just to have discussions about, you know, just throw a topic out there and discuss how each of you would solve it or what would you say or what would you do, you know? And you might be surprised at what you learn about your partner, but at the same time, you might be uplifted too to think, oh my gosh, this is, you're going to handle this so well or so much better than I would. I'm so relieved to hear that you're going to be doing this with me. Mm -hmm. Like my husband and I have had a few conversations, especially as our kids get older. When they were babies, it was... You just, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Especially with a two-year-old and a five-year-old. <laughs> but as our kids get older, and it's far more interesting, it's so many conversations we have. It's like, I'm so happy to be doing this with you. Mm-hmm. Like, there are things that definitely, like, we're kind of looking at each other baffled, going, we did not expect this, mm-hmm. or what... I don't, I was not thinking we would hear that, but it's like, gosh, what a relief to be doing it with someone that you know so much their strengths and how they are going to kind of pilot a ship. It's amazing. So, and I think within that, you have to find the humor. Oh my gosh. Yes. You have to find the humor because (laughs) like you're literally and figuratively going to be in the shit with like all sorts of things and if you yeah. cannot at the end of the day yeah. laugh yeah. about it and then cry yeah. yeah and then hug each other yeah. then you cannot get through like we have a rule we do not go to bed angry and yeah. we do not go to bed upset like i don't care if we have to stay up and like hash it out like that is how we are we can be out of bed perturbed with each other but we will have to have discussed it and giving each other a hug because yeah. otherwise it just compounds on itself and you just feel like you're on your own island and your husband's on another island and the kids are on a third island mm-hmm. and the island has to stay together. It's very, yeah. very important. Yeah. yeah. And fun. Like you yeah. said, we yeah. gotta have fun. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. it, there is going to be hard times and it's not going to be fun. That's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. But also we are here in this life to have joy mm-hmm. and to find joy and to be joyful with our kids, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's remembering that and tapping it and find those little ways, like just, just laughing and mm-hmm. just finding the humor. And it's yeah. bringing that into our life in all ways. And as much as we can, mm-hmm. I think is just makes it a better experience for everybody, you know? And for all of you out there with little babies right now, I tell you, it gets better and better. My twins are just turned four last week and they say the darndest things and then my favorite moments are when like my daughter or my son says something and like I catch my husband's eye and like we both just smile at each other and it's like those are the moments that I cherish right now because when I was in the shit and they were tiny and I was like this is gonna be our life forever and it was daunting and terrifying and exhausting I would think about like we'd go out to dinner and 
<laughs> we would look at older kids and we'd be like, okay, it's going to get better and they're going to get older and there's going to be these things. Like we get to go do these things together. For me, I'm a huge snowboarder. So Nick would always remind me like one day we'll all be on the mountain together. Yeah. Like one day they'll be like biting at your heels, you know, and those little things help, you know, but also cherish the present, right? Because I look back now and I'm like, oh, there's all these things, you know, that were wonderful when they were babies. So the best advice that was given to me by another twin mom when I asked her if it got easier when the twins were little was that she said that it doesn't get easier. Each stage just changes. And there's things about the stage that you're in that you like. And there's things about the stage mm -hmm. from the past that you, you miss, which I yeah. think was a really nice way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that balance, being in the moment, not too far ahead, mm -hmm. to really enjoy it, you know, because mm -hmm. it does, it, it passes. Mm -hmm. We know that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the cliches are true. Yeah. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the days are long and the years are short. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, do you have any questions for us? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I think, I mean, I know that the listeners are going to have a ton of questions and I know, I, I don't know you as well, but I've met, I've seen Betsy throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just the inspiration that she's provided, like I would just be sitting in my house. It's dreary out. It's rainy. I'm kind of a little depressed. I've got my little two-year-old and then I see her bike up in the cart with three kids. Like biking up and she dropped the other two off and I'm like, oh, I gotta get my ass out the door. <laughs> like she's doing it. So I mean I just think the way and just meeting you I can already see. I mean my I don't have a question, I just have like a thankful gratefulness of what you two are gonna be for this community. Cause well, thank you. It's amazing. She was also my hero. I literally was pregnant and would see her and I'd be like, oh my God, there she is. Yeah. There she is. There's my yeah. hero. I accosted her when, oh, when the is. twins were born. Yeah. I like handed yeah. her my business card. And I was yeah. like, and she was like, who are Can you? Can you be my friend? I literally did that. She never reached out to me. I didn't. No. Go figure. Go figure. But then I told her my business idea. Yeah. And Genius. now, now yeah. we're on it. So smart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just know, I know this is going to be super supportive and helpful and successful. So well, thank it. you. Thank you yeah. so much. And we'll have all tips and strategies in uh, the podcast notes here and with some documents for all of you. So thanks for listening. And if you have any questions, send them on over to all three of us. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to We Are Multiple, the podcast. We hope you learn something. We hope you laugh. And please join us next time. It's always interesting. There's always something new. There's always something vital that you will want to know, not only during your pregnancy, but with your babies and beyond. And don't lose your shit. We got you. We are multiple. We are multiple. Have a good one. <laughs>